my next guest. I am so pumped. Not only does she have one podcast, she has two, and she is an expert at tongue tying. No, what? How do you say? <laughs> tongue twisters. Tongue twisters. Yes, tongue twisters. I can't even say tongue twisters. So welcome, Allison Hare. How are you? I'm good. Thank you so much for having me. I'm very honored because I have listened, and we're going to get into your two podcasts, but like what you're doing with both of them is like totally right up my alley. So I'm going to first have you start with your quote. Okay. It made me laugh yesterday. So I saw somebody who was in dance class and somebody was wearing a t-shirt that said, running late is my cardio. (laughs) 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 Yeah, because not everyone loves cardio. So that, that is actually a good one. No, I love it. Mine is a little bit more thoughtful thinking. So sometimes we're tested not to show our weakness, but to discover our strengths. And I just feel like all this journey really rings true. But I've got a question about these quotes. Sometimes people come on and they have funny stories and I'm like, I'm not that funny. And I was thinking about quotes in general. And I wonder, usually when I find a quote that resonates, it's not for me, it's for somebody else. And I wonder if we lack the self-awareness enough to realize, wait, that is me. So I wonder if people use motivational quotes for themselves or really just to kind of wave the finger at somebody else. I usually like funny quotes, just like the one that you did. I feel like it always kind of like rings true or someone is like, yes, exactly. I don't like cardio, but (laughs) my running late is. I love that. Excuse me, mom. Mom, excuse me. Mom. Welcome to Next Stop Crazy Town. This is Juliette Hahn, and I am the host of this weekly pod. I'm going to be sharing with you guys a little glimpse of my crazy world. I'm a mom of three, and I have two crazy boxer dogs. I will have guests some weeks, and some weeks it will just be me, but I will always be talking about uncomfortable things that have happened to me before motherhood or during motherhood. I just want you to know that you are not alone in this crazy world. Things happen that people don't like to talk about. But guess what? I do. I cannot wait for you guys to join me every week just to get a little laugh. Okay, so Allison, I have to say, I listened to episode 90 of your Culture Changer podcast, and I got chills. Oh, Antonio Neves, yeah. Yes, and he said something that I was like, okay, this is what this whole series is about. Like, if someone said to you right now, do you want to watch the end of the movie right now of your life? Would you want to watch the end? And I was like, well, right now I'm loving what I'm doing. So yes, I would want to watch the end, but there's so many women that don't, right? They're like stuck. They're mundane. And you said something that really rang true because that's why I started this whole Love What You Do series is about the woman that's stuck in her life and doesn't know how to get out. And that's what my hope is to have people listen and be inspired and get unstuck. And then I also listened to the new one that you just start, The Podcaster's Journey, about your microphones and your technology. And I have to say, I've had people reach out to me, like asking me about starting, and I'm going to totally send them to you because the way you laid it out was brilliant. And you made me laugh with your tongue twisters. (laughs) So just to give some reference here. So I sampled seven different microphones and I played audio samples, but I figured a lot of times what people listen for is the pop filter, like the plosives or what they called, like the 
and the puh. And so I tried them all with tongue twisters and I just, I just happen to love tongue twisters. Can you do one right now? Cause you had me sure. laughing. I was walking my dogs and I was laughing out loud. Peter Piper picked a peck of pickled peppers. So that's like the standard one. And then there's like Billy Button bought a bunch of beautiful bananas. I'd have to look up other ones, but those are the ones that I know off the top of my head. No. And you did them like a thousand times. I was super impressed. It was really, <laughs> it was really good. Okay. So I want you to tell us because you're definitely passionate about podcasting because you have two. So can you give us a little bit of your backstory and how you started this journey? Yeah, sure. Okay, let me abridge it because the backstory is always evolving, right? It's always an evolution. So when I was 29, I did a Toastmasters speech. And if anyone has been in Toastmasters, so it's like an international public speaking forum. I am one of the weird people that actually loves public speaking. But on the flip side, I hate PowerPoint. Like I cannot do graphics to save my life and make things look pretty. And so I did this speech and it was called how to be indispensable in a disposable world. And the answer was legacy. And so at 29, I didn't have kids. I didn't have a boyfriend. I didn't have anything. And something clicked in my brain where I was like, what am I going to do with my life that's going to have purpose? But I felt like for over a decade, anything I did was not purposeful, you know, so I worked in professional sales for a long time. And then I had my two kids where, you know, like everything I'm building, I'm like, what can I show them? Not what can I give them, but like, what can I be as an example so that they feel like they can be capable, that they can be contributing members to society and that they care about society not just their own progress. And with the birth of my first child, I had a C-section, but I was pressured into a C-section. I learned that later. And I felt like my voice was taken away. I felt like I didn't understand the identity of being a mom. Do you lose the rest? Do you lose who you were before that? Now that you're serving this tiny little human that you are now responsible for keeping alive and not dying, you know, and hopefully being good in the world. And then when I got pregnant with my second, I was positive. I wanted a different experience and searched high and low for a doctor that would give me more power with the birth of it. Because I had four doctors tell me I absolutely had to have a C-section because I already had one and I had a myomectomy, which is like a removal of a fibroid. So I had additional risk there. And I was 40, 40 years old when I had my second. And everyone said, absolutely not, except for one. And I had the most unbelievable birth and had her naturally. That was not, I'm not like the nature girl at all, but I had her med free as a giant F you to my first doctor, but med free, beautiful, got to hold her. It was just amazing. But I felt like I had my voice back. And so I have been on a journey. Just, I love all these courses and learning courses, but I knew that my gift was my voice and something would happen when I would speak in public. And I'm like, something is here, but I don't know what it is. And I don't want to open my mouth just to open my mouth. I want to make an impact. So it has been a long and winding journey to figure out what am I good at? Who can I serve that is larger than myself? And what lights me up? You know, life is all that, right? Yes. So I have to say, I had a cesarean for my first and it was the same sort of situation. I was like, wait, this is, wasn't the plan. This wasn't the plan, which I am okay with going off plan. I'm actually like uncertainty is fine. But I had such a terrible recovery that I was like, I'm never doing that again. And I was in great shape. I played two college sports like I was really in good shape and it just took the wind out of me and it was terrible. 
And I was like, I'm not doing that. So my second and my third, I V-backed. And I was in New York City. So I was able to find, you know, my doctor was like, okay, we can try it. It was not your body that had the problem. It was your son's, you know, his heart was going down. But the day before I was scheduled for the cesarean, I was like, I need to find a doula. So I got a doula. And I said, what do I need to do? I'm not having another cesarean. She's like, okay, you can do a little castor oil. Well, I castor oiled the shit. I'm <laughs> getting my second out. I mean, it was, I tell people, do not do what I did because it was, everything was coming out of a lot of different areas, let's just say, <laughs> but it started my contractions. And I remember my husband coming in being like, oh my God, horrified. And I was laughing and crying. I was like, it's happening. It's happening. I'm not going to get the cesarean because my first, I was nine days late. And then, so my second, I was eight days late in the middle. They were like, I think we're going to have to do it. And I was like, nope, I'm not doing a cesarean. Mm -hmm. I am not doing it. You're not, I'm not doing it. And my doctor was like, okay, I see you're so forceful. And so I didn't. So I V-backed with my second and my third. So I love that we have that in common. I am not anti-cesarean. I am pro-choice for the mama. I'm pro-power, you know, for the mama. Because a lot of times we we relinquish our power because we're on drugs, we're in epidurals. You know, we've, we've never done this before in a lot of cases. And there's so much more. And that there are just so many pivotal points in my life that have kind of jerked me in a way where I'm like, no, 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 this isn't right. But I think I can use my voice or I think I can make a difference somehow and make it better. And so I actually took a manifestation course. I don't know what made me do this. I had this, you know, life-changing tarot card reading, believe it or not. And it kind of led me to this manifestation course and out of it. And I'm not necessarily the kind of like woo, I'm more the practical side, but I've got a little bit of woo. And I came up with an idea to build an app for expectant mothers. Like I was just on it and uh, I could never figure out the technology or even the money that it would take to build a social interaction app that would connect expectant mothers with the right maternal providers. And, you know, like it was going to be a review site, like Yelp meets Facebook community. And I, I could never do it, but that was kind of the journey to like, how can I serve? How can I serve? And so, you know, like we, sometimes we hit walls and then we pivot and find another door. So that's what this series is about. I love that you were like, well, this is what I'm going to do. Okay. This is not serving my purpose. So I'm going to find something else to do. And I think that's one thing that a lot of women, like Whenever we go to the doctor, and I use a lot of homeopathy, but like whenever I go to the doctor, I always say to my kids, you have to question, right? You always have to question. And it's not being rude. They're the expert, but someone else is going to have a different opinion. You can't just go with it. You get to empower them. Totally. And so, I mean, my husband sometimes is like, oh, my God, do they really have to question this? I'm like, yes, I want them questioning everything because it's so true. And that's from my birth story. I was like, I wish I would have said, give me the risks and the, you know, what if I waited? I mean, his heart was going down. So I think I probably would have had to because I was in labor for so long. But there's other people that just the doctor just ran to do a cesarean because it was easier for them or they had some place to go and they just wanted to get it done. And that's not OK. So that's what this series is about is empowering the woman to see, you know what, I have an idea. If it's in my mind, I can actually see if it comes to fruition. It might not, but there's something else there. I do want to share something on that. So I had a conversation. I think you're absolutely right. I had a conversation with my husband. So I've got this business idea that I'm working with, as you probably know, with Brian Green, with uh, with my co-partner that we are just running with. You know, I was talking about it with my husband yesterday and I was like, I'm really excited about it. I think I can, I can make a go of this. And he said, remember a few years ago when you threw all that money on that birthing thing? And I was like, Chris, wouldn't you rather have somebody that 
tried it than somebody that had all these ideas that never did anything, you know, about it. I'm, I mean, all of this is part of the journey. I don't think it was a waste of money. It didn't come through, but I also, I feel like it's a lot worse feeling like you don't move forward than thinking through it. Like I'd, I'd rather be wrong than, than not ever try. Stay tuned for a quick message from my sponsor. Hi, my name is Shari Hodes, and I'm the president of Aura Limited, a proud all-women-owned brand marketing and global sourcing agency. Simply put, we provide fashion-forward swag for any and all of your branding needs. Please visit us at www.auralimitedspelledout.com. Do you want to tell us a little bit about the the idea? Yeah, yeah. So it's called the Weekend Podcasters. So I have become obsessed with helping podcasters get not only get up and, and going, but get to the next level. So a lot of people have podcasts and are getting into the podcast space. I mean, it's grown quite a bit, even over the past year since the pandemic and people had a little more time on their hands and really were more thoughtful about what if I could have a message? I feel like I've got a message to share or a point of view. It doesn't even have to be that meaningful. And this was uh, about a year ago, I started a podcast launch program called Press Play Podcast, me and my alliterations and tongue twisters. Yeah, and it, it was great. And one of the people that went through it is a good friend of mine whose podcast went all the way to number one on in December of last year. And I think it's still trending on all the comedy charts worldwide. He launched right when COVID started. And and has just seen a lot of early success, but he is similar to me where we love helping people kind of flesh out their ideas. Even if it's not about podcasting, my brain thinks in podcasts, but even if they're business ideas or things that are important to people, so the weekend podcaster is a weekend intensive where people will walk in with an idea and walk out with a fully produced published podcast ready to go. So it is for the person that's been thinking about a podcast for a while. Maybe they're pressed for time. They want a little more accountability. They don't want to feel like they're alone in it, but they do want to, you know, make sure they get it out into the world. They just haven't yet. And so we are like the implementation guarantees that you're going to do it. And so. So we came up with that and are running with it. And people are DMing us left and right as we've done these clubhouse and we're excited. We're excited about how can we empower the voice? Like how can you use the voice as a force for good? And that is kind of where my mission mission lies of giving other people the mic and, and sharing what yeah. is important. When, when I heard about that, I was like, oh, when I started mine, it was November 2019. That summer, we were actually traveling to Europe, but I, that's when I decided I wanted to launch it. So I had had it all up and ready. And then I was like, wait, I'm going away. I, I need to pause it. But literally for, from fruition, it took me three months to be like, okay, this is what I'm doing. That's pretty good. Some people have years. <laughs> They've been kicking around ideas. That's one of the reasons why I started this Love What You Do series, because I was like, listen, I wanted to do something and I jumped in. What did I do? I went to Google, right? I was like, how do you start a podcast? I don't know who has a podcast. <laughs> I literally went to Google and I just researched. And if I had found someone like you, it would have been easier. Like I probably would even had launched it even sooner, right? But yeah, no, I was like, that's why I started the series because I was like, you know what? I know how to light the fire. Like I have an idea, I run with it and I'm going to fail forward. There's things that even learning from your, I listened to your podcast, um, the podcaster's journey about the microphone. And I was like, you know what? I think I need to tweak it because 
you're always learning and you definitely like I'm so excited that you're on because when I heard your story in one of the clubhouse rooms is when I reached out because I was like you have the same sort of vision as I have the same sort of you want to help and you have the voice and the same passion and it sounds like you have the same like ambition you're like okay I start something and I'm going to see it through it might not be my thing that I'm going to do forever but I'm going to start it see where it takes me and then see what is next for me so where can people find you for the press play they can go to the podcaster's journey on Instagram or allisonhair.com is probably the easiest way to connect with me um, my DMs are open I always love meeting people that are interesting and uh, are doing big things and I, I I think in, in response to what you said, Juliet, of, wow, that's, she sounds like me. I think there are a lot of us out there. I think there are a lot of mothers that feel like we have more in the tank and are trying to figure out, you know, there's so many platforms out there. What is the right platform and what's the right idea? Because I've got a lot and, and just getting it out there. So I appreciate you putting this together so people can feel like maybe they're not alone just going, what? I've got everything I need. Why am I not happy? Why am I not feeling like it's enough. I don't know if it's not happy. I, I always felt this gnawing feeling that I know I have it in me to make more of an impact. For me, it's about living a passionate life. Life is sometimes going to be boring, right? But my biggest fear is literally being bored and being stuck. So I never let it happen. So the second I feel like, okay, things are, and I love being a mom. I chose to leave the corporate world to stay home. I was fortunate enough that I was able to do that. I decided to stay home. And when I do something, I jump full in. So I, I'm not someone that's like, oh, I'll just dabble. Like I'm all or nothing. And I am like that with motherhood. But now that my kids are older and they don't need me as much, I can do other things and I want to do other things, right? So that's why I started this podcast. That's why I'm starting a, a business as well. It's in the in the works. What's your business about? So it's about helping women get unstuck. Oh, I love it. It's just like that. It's going to be a workshop and it's for any kind of woman. It could be a woman that has all the money in the world, but just doesn't feel passion, just feels like she's living life the day to day. I don't know if it's passion as much as I wonder how much is tied into a perceived self-worth of who am I to say, who am I to do this? I don't even know if it is having the right idea. I think it's the questioning of who do I think I am? Who is going to judge me? I think that's what keeps people stuck more than the ideas. You know, somebody like you and I, I think we're like quick starts, like just give me enough information where I can run and I'll run. And if I have to hit a wall at top speed, I will pivot. It, you know, and I'll figure it out, but I'm running. And then I don't suffer from confidence in a lot of ways, but I do feel like there are so many times when I've questioned like who who the fuck am I? You know what I mean? Like who, who am I to do it? I normally shut down that voice pretty quickly, but I know a lot of people, I think that's what stops them from putting themselves out there. And so I think it is really important to be clear. Like if you have an idea, put it out on social media, put a date on it. You know, you will work backwards to be able to have that accountability or find somebody like Juliet. Find somebody, you know, a community of people that are going to hold you accountable and are going to tell you you're great when you don't feel that great. It's so true. Like we will hit a wall and even having you on. Right. I was like, I'm going to ask. Allison is she's got some successful two podcasts. She's got a business. And there was a, a second that I was like, oh, who am I to have her on? But I was like, I'm going for it. I'm going for it. She said, yes, I'm going to sit here. Her sound might be better than mine, but that's OK, because guess I what? don't know if it is. Does my sound sound OK on your end? 
It sounds good. Yeah. I can hear you in my headphones, but not me. Yeah. So if this, if this sucks, <laughs> you re-record. <laughs> right. Um, no, I'm sure it's going to be fine. But that's the thing. I like, there was a second I did think, oh my gosh. Okay. But I was like, this is what I want to do. I want to have people that are maybe doing something bigger than I'm doing, but I'm okay where I am because that's where I want to be in my life. If I want something bigger, I will go for it. Do you know what I'm saying? So I love that you said that. So can you spell your name out for anyone that's like me that can't spell so they can find you? And, and Yeah. So my name is Allison Hare, A-L-L-I-S-O-N, Hare like the rabbit, H-A-R-E. So you can go to allisonhare.com and get everything there. And then uh, I have two podcasts. One is Culture Changers. So I interview people whose work breaks convention and changes how we live. So I interview these really innovative, groundbreaking people. I've interviewed Seth Godin and Jesse Itzler, Colin Wright, who is one of the minimalists in that minimalist documentary, always just have the most amazing conversations there that really, you know, my goal is somebody listening will say, huh. I never thought of it that way. But even more than that is inspire something in in the person to take action in their own life. And then just last week, I don't know when this is being released, but very recently I launched a brand new podcast called The Podcaster's Journey. And it is a real-time experiment on how to launch and grow a podcast. So it is serving the podcast community or new people who are thinking about it. And that's been exciting too. So I've had a course called Press Play Podcast, which is like a collaborative interactive course. I know this is kind of a lot and, uh, and no, it's awesome. Condenses. And then the weekend podcaster, which, um, which is the weekend intensive that we're really putting a lot of efforts into making absolutely amazing. Thank you for asking. And so the, one of the things that you're doing on the new podcast that just launched is you're doing at the end, you're doing a podcast spotlight. And so yep. I listened to the one with the audio. I think it was, you need to three. submit one, Juliet. I totally will. You'll have to tell me how to do that. I would love it. Oh my gosh, I'd be honored. So I love that you're doing that. You're also highlighting other people in podcasting. And I think that's one of the things I always think there's so many people out there that can be helped, right? So if we all kind of band together and not be in competition with you, we're band together and let's do this together. Let's change the lives of people. Let's change the lives of that mom, that woman that are sitting there and thinking, I'm not enough or I don't know how to do it. Like that interview do episode 90, like that definitely was speaking to me. I was like, yes, this is exactly what I'm thinking. And then when you talked about the unstuck, I was like, I feel like we're like, on the same wavelength because that's what my <laughs> new in my head was. <laughs> totally was freaked me out. I was dying. I was like, this is what is meant to be, right? People are put in your path that are meant to be there. So I just have to thank you so much for taking the time because I know you're busy. It's a pleasure. Is there anything else you want to add? Okay, so there is something that came up. And when you were talking about, you know, I love how you highlight other people's podcasts. People will say, there's so many podcasts out there. Where would I even fit in? Would I get lost in the mix? And it's not like that. Meanwhile, like everyone's got their own Facebook thing. It's your own platform. It's just an audio form. So I think if people think about like if they're podcasting in, I don't know, gaming or something like there's so many gamer podcasts or so many podcasts about inspiration, but not with your voice and not with your perspective, not with your experiences. So I think it's important to remember that. So I think I would live, I would leave with your unique voice is far more powerful than you may give it credit for. And there are a lot of people that are dying for you to turn the mic on or dying for you to put something in the world because you can serve others. They're waiting. 
Oh my gosh, I love that. Well, Allison, thank you so much for joining us. My pleasure. Guys, if you like what you hear, the Love What You Do series is about passion. It's about women. It's about helping people get unstuck and just giving some inspiration. So like, share, subscribe, and see you next week with another amazing woman. Thank you so much, Allison. Thanks, Juliet. I hope you liked this episode of Next Stop Crazy Town. If you liked what you heard, please subscribe to my channel, share with your friends, and join in every week. For more information, check out nextstopcrazytown.com.